Welcome to a Calvary Montclair Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will learn of Jesus, grow in Jesus, and share Jesus with other people. Service times are on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For addresses and directions, please visit our website, www.cmontclair.com. We pray that you are blessed by the teaching of God's Word by Pastor Joe McTarsney. Please join me in prayer as we study the scriptures. And Father, we thank you and we praise you for another day of life that you have graciously given to us, Lord. And we thank you that your mercies are so renewed for us this day, Lord. And and this is a day, Lord, we want to grow. We want to grow in knowledge. We want to learn more about you. And I pray, Father, as we open up your word, that you would please open up our hearts and cause your word to fall upon our heart, Lord, so we could bear much fruit, so we could um, serve you, Lord, and be equipped, Father, and and share your good news with other people. And And I pray, Father, as we examine these verses, Lord, that we would be ones that would love the body of Christ. Not only our body with here at Calvary Montclair, but the worldwide body of Christ too, Lord. And I just pray that you would teach us what, what that looks like and how to go about doing it. And I thank you that you, Holy Spirit, what you have called us to, you always enable us to carry it out. So, Lord, I just pray that we would have your eyes to see, we have your ears to hear, and we would have a heart to obey. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Reading verses 20 through 31. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the feet to the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. And our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. And there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and members individually. God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, and gifts of healings, helps, ministrations, variety of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers in miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. Now today we're going to be learning 10 lessons for the body of Christ. These are 10 lessons that 
Paul wrote to the body there at Corinth, but in a very practical way for us today, these are 10 lessons that we need to have as we are part of a worldwide body of Christ. 10 lessons for the body of Christ. Number one, the first lesson. We see this in verse 20. The first lesson is that the Lord has ordained that we are to have many members and yet one body. Many members and yet one body. Notice that with me in verse 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. You see, it was the Lord Jesus Christ that decided that there should be many believers worldwide. It's from his heart that he had that done, that created. And these members are diverse. All the members are diverse and they are to function together as we are connected into one body. You see, the concept of diversity, the concept of diversity in the body originated from God in his great wisdom. And even the, the, the concept of diversity today, and that's a buzzword that's thrown out in society, um, to have diversity, that came from the Lord. That, that originated from the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we can learn, we can learn from the, our diverse family members and, and how they worship and how they, they love our, our Lord Jesus Christ, our same Lord Jesus Christ, as we are connected together universally into one body. Now, of course, I, I, I need to put this out there. Of course, we are speaking about believers. We are speaking about believers who hold to the fundamentals of Christianity, to the, the essentials of Christianity, as um, we believe um, in truth that they hold to the truth of Christianity as well as we learn to, to love them, to love others. You see, truth and love always need to hold hands. And so they are, they are based, these, these other members of, of, of Christians worldwide, it's important that, that we all have truth because the truth sets us free and, and we center our lives on the, the truth of the fundamentals of Christianity as well as love. In the book of 1 John, it speaks about that. 1 John and 2 John, actually, it's all about love and truth to, to hold hands. And so... We recognize that there is a, a worldwide uh, of, that's made up of many members of the body of Christ. And, and we are one. We are one in the Lord. So, so the first point that Paul wants us to learn, the first lesson is that it was the Lord that has ordained that there will be many members, and yet we are one body in him. We're connected in Christ um, together. Secondly, we see this in verse 21. The second lesson that Paul wants us to, to learn, and we see this in verse 21, that the Lord desires that there should be no pride in the body of Christ. There should be no pride within the body of Christ. Notice that with me in verse 21. For the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. You see, Paul, Paul writes to those that, that are tempted to have a sense of superiority because of their gifts or their placing within their body or, or the, the tribe that they're from within their church. And, and, and what he does is he, he actually uses the, the analogy of a, of a body. And, and, and a body cannot say that I have no need of you. We can't say to, to a body part that, that, that they are, are not needed. And, and as Paul is using the, the illustration of the physical body, um, Paul is saying about the eye. The, the eye, even though the eye can't, can't um, speak, 
um, it needs a hand because the eye can see things, but the, but it, it can't carry out what needs to be done. See, the, the eye and the hand, they, they need to be dependent upon one another. The, the eye can see that there's something on the ground, but the hand needs to be there just to actually pick up that, that item and to move that off the ground. And Paul speaks about that too, about the head and feet. How the head and feet, they need to be in harmony. They need to work together. They, they, they need to hold hands, if you will, together. It's like this morning when I walked up here, my, my head and feet, they were working together. You know, could you imagine if my head, if I, my, my head was saying, okay, Joe, you need to come behind this pulpit. But my feet are saying, no, I don't want to walk behind the pulpit. What I want is I want my feet to be in the sand right now at a beach. And that's what I want. And, um, and so it wouldn't function um, in, in harmony. They'll be going the opposite directions. It won't be thinking this way. It won't be doing that way. And then Paul is giving that example that saying, we need to be together. We can't say that I don't need you or you're not that, that important. We need to be on the same page. And, and it's important to have harmony, to have fellowship, because when we have harmony, we have fellowship, the Lord is pleased. He, he is pleased. So Paul's point is that we need, we need each member of the body of Christ universally. We, 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 we need them. And, and, um, and it's wise to, to take time. It's wise to take time. And I know this takes effort. It's wise to take time and have that effort to, to learn the other parts of the body. And, and without being judgmental towards them and, and come to learn to appreciate them just because they're different, just because they're, they're, they're not like a head or maybe they don't look like us or they're like a feet and, and they may look a little odd. They, they may um, do things a, a little differently, but we, we are called to appreciate them and not to say, I have no need of you. You know, I, I, I really uh, appreciate uh, the ministry from Ben Corson. And um, Ben, we have had him out here a few times, and, and he's coming out again the last Sunday of January. Ben is is literally reaching thousands upon thousands of um, uh, young people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's bringing hope to a hopeless generation, and I thank God for him. He's needed in the body of Christ. He's an arm in the body of Christ, or, or a mouth, if you will, in the body of Christ. And, and he's just speaking about that. And, and so it's important to, to appreciate other members or other functions within the body of Christ. The other day, uh, um, I was watching a documentary on um, uh, Pastor Sonny Argazzoni. Uh, within the Victor Outreaches, and as I'm watching that, and and how they're really zeroed in on reaching the drug addict and, and a gang member and those that are lost and and uh, and uh, and bound, and and as I was watching, I thought that you know they're a part of the body of Christ, and we need them because there's some conservative churches that they would never ever reach a drug addict, and that's just true. You know, they they're they're um, maybe intimidated by them, but the outreach will. Um, outreach them and give them victory in, in Christ's name. And, and so, and though it's important to have the conservative churches too, and that's okay. You know, and, and that's what Paul's point is that there's different functions in the body of Christ and we can't say to, to one function of the body um, physically or the body of Christ that I have no need of you. And we need, definitely, we, we need each other. And it's pride to think that a person or a church is better due to their personal philosophy of the ministry or due to their personal um, part um, in, in the ministry. That, that's pride. And, and, and we know what happened uh, with pride and who was the, the first person to actualize pride was Lucifer. And, and so pride always divides. 
unity always builds up. And so God wants his body to be unified, not one hand to be this way, another hand to be that way, but, but just to hold hands. And again, holding hands is based on truth and love. There has to be truth and, and, and love working together. And the fact is, is that God did not redeem us for ourselves. And he did not uh, want us to, be, to have like holy huddles um, and, and to say, no, I'm of the Paul group type people in the church or another group to be over there and just say, no, 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 we're, we're like the Paulists, man. We're, we're the A's. In fact, we're going to get t-shirts that has a big A on it. And that, that, that's our clique. That's our club. And, and then another group's in, in this other corner and they're saying, no, 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 dude, we're the Cephas group, man. We're down for Christ. You know, we're, we're, we're the Cephas group. So that, that's who we are. And, and the Lord doesn't want different functions and, and, and different segments in, in, in Christianity. We're, we're called to be together and, and one, there's many members and yet one body in Christ Jesus. Do you remember that one Sunday school song? And some of you, you grew up in the Sunday school um, classes and, and um, how the teachers, and, and we thank the Lord for our Sunday school teachers, and, and they would teach the kids um, red, yellow, black, and white. You are precious in his sight. May the body of Christ be precious in our sight as they are precious in his sight, to realize they are made also in the image of God. Yes, they look a little different. Yes, their philosophy and their approach is a little unique, according to our opinion. And, and yet we need them. We need them. Why do we need them? Well, they provoke us. They, they, they broaden our, our perspective. We, we wonder, like, hey, we usher this way. You usher that way. I wonder why. It causes us to think. And, and one reason why we need each other is that we sharpen each other. We, we are different. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And so even, even sharpening um, with iron sharpening iron, and if you've ever seen that done, there, there are sparks that happen. And sparks, it, it's okay. And, and sparks can mean that we rub each other the wrong way. And yet it could be for good. It could be for good to, to sharpen us and to think through why a church functions the way they function and to, to learn their history and to learn where it all began at and with the Reformation period and then kind of walk through history and the evangelicals and, and how it kind of branched off and why it branched off and why we have the Baptists and the Methodists and the Lutherans. And, and we know uh, Lutherans came from Martin Luther and the Methodists came from John Wesley and, and to learn in the and the charismatics and, and just to learn kind of where they all fit in the tree but to realize it all um, stemmed from, from one root and that's in Christ but to learn why it all stemmed out and, and, um, and are they all holding to the fundamentals of Christianity last week we covered the eight, eight fundamentals of Christianity that's truth we need to hold on to that and learn if anyone branched off to not hold to one of them you know they need to have some deep conversation and find out no you have to hold to these fundamentals and to love them enough to tell them the truth. You know, the, the Bible is the final authority that Jesus is fully 
fully God and yet fully man. You have those conversations, but it, it's okay that they look different and they, they act different and, and maybe behave different uh, um, and not according to us, but that's where diversity comes in. Imagine if everybody looked the same and smelled the same and act the same and, and where's the diverse, where, 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 where would that be? You need to know, to be reminded about God. Our God is very creative and very beautiful. All you have to do is take a step outside and, and, and look at creation. The earth declares the glory of God. Don't you love uh, the, just the, when it rains and we have the rainbow and, and just the, the birds are all different and, um, and the, the ocean and there, there's diversity. That's from the hand of God and, and actually from the heart of God. And so... So other churches and other Christians that may rub us the wrong way, we need to ask ourselves, why? Why am I bothered by this? Why, why, what's, 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 what's um, causes and sparks to come out of me about this? And, and that we would think it through, actually pray it through, and come to, come to that conclusion. And, um, and if it's methodologies, that's a non-essential. If it's essential, that's essential. You know, we have to hold on, on to the essentials. You know, what, what is um, so beautiful to realize when it's all said and done, all said and done and we go to heaven, did you know that there's not going to be different denomination lines in heaven? It's not going to say, okay, you all were the body of Christ is all again, come together here. By the way, you know, they're not going to have a megaphone. If you are a Methodist, that's your line. If you are a Baptist, or if you're the Calvaries, you guys are here. If you guys are the Presbyterians, you, you guys are over there. If you guys are that, it's not going to be that way at all. They're going to say, you were saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, enter into the joy of the Lord. And, and so it's so, so important. And, and mankind here on earth, we, we divide. We divide. Uh, when, when I have, when our, they have the opportunity to marry off a couple, did you know in the marriage license, um, and there's a part of it that asks your denomination? There's a part of it that asks your denomination. I kind of want to cross it out and just say, in Jesus Christ, that's who we are. But they, but they have that. But, but that's even, too, some of you, when you go to the, the doctor's office, too, you have to fill that out. What denomination are you from? And so put in Christ. <laughs> in Christ, we're, we're one. Obviously, I think we hold on to the, the truth and, and the fundamentals of Christianity. And so there's a lot of people, and I guess it's just human nature that wants to divide. And so the Lord doesn't divide, but the Lord unites and so the, the, third, the third lesson that um, we learn from the Apostle Paul for the body of Christ, even for us today, it's found in verse 22, that each member is necessary. Each member is necessary. And we see that in verse 22. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem, notice that they, they seem, they seem to be weaker. They're necessary. So they seem to be uh, weaker, but they are Necessary, and the the problem with man is that man man just has a tendency to esteem gifts, and also esteem churches that are in the public's eye, and we we start to say, okay, those that are not in the public eye, those those that are kind of behind the scenes, oh, we make a judgment and we say those are less important. They're less important because because they're they're weaker, they're weaker because they cannot be seen. And, 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 and the, it's contrary to, to, to that. They are definitely necessary. They, they are necessary. 
I mean, you, you consider um, our body, our physical bodies, and you, and you, you think about our, our organs. Can our organs be seen? They can't. Unless you go to the doctor's office and have an x-ray, then, then you, can, you can see it. But on the outside, we, we, we can't see. They're hidden. They're hidden for a reason. And our heart is caged in inside of us. And, and our heart is vital for life. Our, our, we, we need our heart. And the heart cannot be seen by the eye. But we can't live without it. And it's not weaker because it can't be seen. The heart is absolutely necessary to function and to live life. So with the church, so with the church, there, there's many vital ministries that, that, that can be seen. Ministries within the church and, and churches and, and worldwide also. I think of the ministries that can be seen that are vital like prayer. You know, we, we, oftentimes when we, we do have our prayer meetings, the, the guys pray in the morning before the church. Um, every Sunday morning, we, we do have women um, prayer, and then we have men's prayer, and, and we pray. That's not seen. And I got to tell you that the, the, the prayer uh, within the congregation is so important. It's been said that the church moves forward on her knees. And so we, we need prayer. I think about setting up. We couldn't be here today if guys didn't wake up first thing in the morning and their alarm clock went off and they had the coffee, they got the coffee inside of them, and maybe eight something and got here first thing morning and, and put this out and the cables and all that. And, and I understand kind of clean up some things here <laughs> too in the morning. And so without, without the, the people coming here early in the morning, we, we couldn't be here, to be here. They, they weren't, they weren't seen, but, but they're, but they're necessary. They're not weaker, but, but they are actually a strength. And, and even so, there, there are some churches this morning that they're maybe meeting in a park. And there may be 10 people there meeting in a park. They're not weak because they're meeting in a park. They're necessary. There may be some people in the body of Christ where, where being in, in more than 20 people, they just it's not for them. And so when we cruise home and we see them together and someone has the Bible open and, and they're learning and growing in the Lord, they, they are not least in the body of Christ. That's just them. There's different lanes that the Lord has called us to run in. And my lane and our lane or your lane and this church's lane, it's not better than the other. The, the Lord doesn't see it that way. And since the Lord doesn't see it that way, we shouldn't see it that way um, either. And, and it's just important to, to realize that everyone is necessary. They're they necessary and they are important. They, they are important. And, and, and so may, may, we, may, may we value other people's um, ministries and, and may we learn about them and, and appreciate them and thank God for them. And, and we are not to think that they are weak, but, but we are to actually love each member of the body of Christ. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 46, Jesus said, Jesus said, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. And so I just think that uh, the, the church needs um, uh, a heart check in this area. Um, not only our church or individual members within the congregation knowing that, hey, we need to be unified. And I think this church is, is unified um, and moving in the same direction and the same heart and, and praise God for that. But we want that for all the churches too. We're not in competition with any church. We, we, we are in harmony and, and especially those that, that hold on to the fundamentals of Christianity. We hold hands with them and thank God for them. Now, number four, we see this in verse 23. We are to treat each member equally. Verse 23, we are to treat each member equally. We see that in verse 23. 
and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. On these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greatest, greater modesty. And so what Paul's saying here is that the, the parts of the body normally that are covered up by clothes are considered to be less honorable. And we give them greater honor by clothing them so carefully. And so those body parts, um, whether it be you know, that we want to have them covered up and, um, and it may be what we call like love handles or like, hey, I want this part you know, covered up. And so as we cover up that, that particular part, um, we, we esteem greater honor to, to that body part. And, and so we can be intentionally um, concerned about a, a specific area of our body and we show modesty to that body. Um, and so we make sure that that part is covered up. And so we do know how to show greater honor and because we think that the part is like less honorable. And so if we do that with our own body part that we're intentionable to cover this part up or that part up, how should we be more um, intentional and to be focused in on the body of Christ and be so honored to the entire body. So we do choose uh, who to honor and who not to honor. And so may we decide to treat each member equally. Why? Because Jesus died for them. Why? Because they are part of the bride of Christ. Why? Because we should be on the same page and not on the opposite page. And, and so it really starts about how do we go about doing that? It's by praying for them. There, there's a local church in, in the area where they're redoing some things on, on their, their campus. And um, when um, I'm on Facebook and I'm trying to be l l less on Facebook because um, I happen to spend a lot of time on Facebook when I'm on Facebook. <laughs> and so um, my schedule has been really busy lately. And so, but when I see this, uh, th this church um, here in Montclair and, um, and they're doing new things, I always comment on it. I was like, way to go, that's a blessing, awesome. And I like it. And because um, and, I'm sincerely happy for them. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy for them. And, um, and we, we, as a, a, the, the chaplains of the city, we, we have a vision to, to unite the churches here in Montclair. And did you know it's never been done before? And so that's one of my visions. I want to see the churches come together and to have lunch and to talk and pray together. And so, because this is this is a, a spiritual warfare and, and the body of Christ needs to be united and it starts with the heads of the churches. And um, and they, I'm sure that they hear, have heard, oh, there's a Calvary Montclair in here. And they need to know, you're my brother in Jesus Christ. And, and I'm your brother too. Like it or not, <laughs> I, 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 I'm yours, and we are, and we're, we're not a com our church is not a competition with your church. You need to know that, and how can we pray for you? That's what I want to know, and I want to share with you how you can pray for 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 us, and and God through my personality and my ways and background or what have you, people may be drawn to that, and in your ways and your personalities and your upbringing and your likes and your delivery and and all that combined, people are drawn 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 to that, and that's okay. A long as at the end of the day they they leave church built up in Jesus Christ loved and taught well in the Lord and that's what it is all all about and and so so we are to be intentional we're intentional about our own body parts um, and cover things up and so we we know how to be intentional and may we be intentional uh, 
um, also concerning um, the, the whole body of Christ. Now in verse 24, we see the, the fifth lesson that Paul has for the body of Christ. The fifth lesson we see in verse 24 is that God sees all that we do for him. God sees all that we do for him. Um, notice at the end in the verse 20, uh, uh, actually 24, but our uh, presentable parts have no need, but God composed. See, it's God's the one that done this. God composed the body. He made the body having given greater honor to that part which which lacks it which lacks it. So God sees a part of the body that is not given like attention. God sees a, a church that's actually been X'd out by other churches. God, God sees it, it all. And if a, if a church feels hidden or unglamorous, um, a member, a part of the body of Christ, God knows and God has a way to show greater honor to them. And see, the, the Lord sees how they're furthering his kingdom. The Lord sees how they're meeting in a park faithfully each week and those 10 people and, and they're seeking God and they're reading the word and they're rightly dividing the word and, and they're praising God and, and being a witness and for um, to, to others. And, and so the Lord knows how much um, he and, and um, how much they, they love him. They, the Lord knows that. And they just need to remember Galatians 6, 9. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Oftentimes, it's um, unfortunate, like the, the, the bigger churches that want to squash out the little churches. And then it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should be, hey, um, how can we connect together? How can we further God's kingdom? And how can we move his kingdom together? Now, number six. Number six, we see this in verse 25, that there should be caring in the body of Christ with no division. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be schism um, um, in the body of Christ, but that, that all members should have the same care for one another. You may want to underscore where it says, that they should have the same care for one another in verse 25. We are to care for one another. There, there shouldn't be no, no friction. There shouldn't be no division. And, and Paul writes about that because the book of 1 Corinthians is a book about division. Because the, the, the church, they, they were divided. They had the Paul groups, they had the Paulus groups, they, they had the Cephas groups, and, and they were divided on, on spiritual gifts, and, and they, were, they were all divided. And, and so... Um, Paul said, you guys shouldn't be divided. You guys should actually be, be caring. You know, the, the energy that you are um, giving out to divide, channel that energy about now caring for one another. Be concerned about them. Ask them, how was your day? How was your week? Um, how are you with Jesus? How, how's your prayer life? How's your devotional life? Um, are you loving Jesus more today than they did yesterday? Let's talk about the kingdom. Let, let's talk about souls. Let's talk about the goodness of God. Let's talk about his grace. Let's talk about his mercy. Let's talk about... Um, how there, there's drug addicts that need to receive Jesus Christ. There, there's um, homeless that, that, um, that they, they need to be found um, and, and have a home. And, and there's a ministry that, um, that specializes in that area. Let's get them plugged into that ministry. And I, I recently heard that in Montclair, there's a ministry that, that raised up and they're specializing in homeless ministry. Like, awesome. Let's, let's channel them to, to that ministry. And God has gifted that, that, that arm of the body, if you will, to, to have the patience and the concern and the discipleship and, and the different tools that they need for those particular sheep that have been um, um, bound in, in that certain way. And, and so, so let's thank the Lord for them and let, let's, let's um, um, care for, for each member of the body of Christ and to care and to serve one another. That's God's will. 
That is God's will to care for, for all the members of an entire church body. It's just like the parts of a human body. Um, the, the, the parts of the human body, it cares for one another. It, it, the, our, our, our human body, as you know it, it it's all connected together. It's all serving um, together. That The eyes and the ears, they, they do not only serve themselves, but they serve the whole body. The hands do not only feed and defend themselves, but the whole body. The heart does not only supply blood to itself, but serves the, the whole body. Now, sometimes there is a part of our human body that only lives to serve itself. It doesn't contribute anything to the rest of the body. And everything it gets uses it to feed and grow itself. And we call this cancer. And God, uh, God wants to rid out the cancer in the body of Christ. And, and, um, and God wants to have healing in the body of Christ. And how do you do that? Is when you start serving and you start caring and you start praying for, for a church and, and, and the body. And it's just so, so um, important to do. And, and each member needs to care for the other members and, and by having um, a God-given heart for them. And, and even though that they're different for us. And, and that's, what, that's a good prayer to pray. Like, Lord, give me a heart for them. Help me understand why they function the way they, they, they function. Lord, may you use them. May you, may you cause them to reach uh, people that, that this church may not be able to reach. But Lord, they, they need a savior. They need you, Jesus. And so, so within churches, within different churches, um, fellowship should be the norm. The fellowship should be the norm and friction should not be the norm. Fellowship should be the norm of the church and not friction. Now, number seven, we see in verse 26 that we are called to suffer and rejoice with one another. We are called in the body of Christ to suffer and to rejoice with one another. Notice that with me in verse 26. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So what affects one member should affect all the other members. And this is well known also within the human body. Um, I know some of you um, may have recently had a fever, and um, those fevers are not fun, huh? <laughs> Being sick, and um, and when we have a fever, we're, we're sick. It affects the entire body. You know, we're laid out, or you know, we're congested, and we can't think thoroughly, and our body is exhausted, and we just want to sleep all day. And and feeding the kids is we don't want to feed the kids, and. Um, <laughs> We want McDonald's for them at that time, and and so, you know, we're we're just we're just done, and and so when one part of the body is is hurting, um, it affects the whole body. I was talking to a friend of mine recently that has been having some back problems, and he was telling me, Joe, man, it affects my whole body. My my back is just out of sorts, and I know I need to go to a chiropractor, and it's just out of sorts. And and I was talking to him on the football field, and he's saying it is it's affecting the, my entire body because of my back. And some of you, you have back on problems too. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And so, what, what affects one area of the body does affect the, the whole body. And, and, and so th that's true, too, within the body of Christ. When one body member suffers and, and they chose to be in sin or do something that they shouldn't be doing, and now with social media, it's put on Facebook or Instagram, what happens? The whole body of Christ suffers. They're like, see, those righteous Christians, they're supposed to be united, and they always fight against and throwing dirt at each other. And I don't want to be a part of that. And, and, and so, uh, and, and we lose our testimony to a watching world that, that is trying to use the church as an example why they're not following Jesus Christ. But ultimately, they need to learn that the, the church didn't die for them, Jesus died for them. 
Jesus died for them, but we want them to go to a church so they can have fellowship because the Bible says clearly in Hebrews chapter 10, do not forsake the fellowship of the gathering together with the brethren. And so it's important to be built up and have a body life and to be connected and to, to care for one another and, and to love one another. And so when one body suffers, when body parts suffer, we all suffer. And on the other hand, well, when there's a body member that, that is just uh, is, is rejoicing and, and good is taking place, the whole body of Christ re rejoices. And um, one person I think about is like Billy Graham. When he passed away, his, his memorial service was on, the, uh, on TV live. And, and presidents of the United States attended it because he was like a, a chaplain to, to them and an advisor to them. And he spoke the truth. And, and so, and so um, praise God for, 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 his, for his ministry. And I, and I, think, I, I think I mentioned this last, last week or um, recently. Um, I just recently been, been accepted as a chaplain for the Billy Graham organization. Um, uh, they have, it's a national and as well as an international ministry and um, to be a part of it. And that's only because of Billy Graham, because Billy Graham's reputation, so the, the big rig ro ro rose into a town, and if it's Texas or wh wherever, the way they have these crazy tornadoes and, and the storms happen, they, they go um, in, and because of um, um, Billy Graham's testimony with the presidents of the United States and with others, there, there's integrity associated with Billy Graham. So now we could, we could go in and, and give them water in Jesus' name, and that's what I love about the Billy Graham organization. It's just not charity, like, okay, here's the water, here's the blanket. No, but it's always in Jesus name and because uh, we do this in, in Christ's name and so because of him we rejoice and so may, may we rejoice with the body of Christ may, may we may we hurt with the body of Christ and this is so so important especially from from those um, um, individuals within that make up the body of Christ where they came from a home where, where no one really cared about them where they, they, they suffered, and, and maybe they suffered because of a, uh, their, their own family members and or, or parenting wasn't really there, and, and they, they suffered. Now they're part of a body of Christ, and in a party of Christ, we shouldn't cause them to suffer, but we should cause them to be healed and encouraged and, and helped and equipped and given tools and, and so they can mature in the, those areas. And, and so it's important to to rejoice with those that are rejoicing and, and weep with those that weep. And I thank the Lord for that one. When, when there's somebody within this body they're going through a difficult time. I see the love and attention that's drawn towards them and coming alongside them and praying for them and asking them, how are you doing this week? How are you holding up? How can I pray for you? That's the body of Christ and it's so beautiful. And also too, the, those that, that um, receive uh, some type of honor or receive some type of um, promotion or w whatever it may be, the body of Christ comes alongside them and just kind of like high fives them and saying, you know, way to go. I rejoice with you. And it's beautiful where we could rejoice with someone else without getting any and jealous. And so that's the body of Christ, how it's supposed to be. That I want to rejoice with the local church down the road that is doing this or that in their church. Like, I rejoice with you. And, uh, and, and, and I know you're rejoicing with us and what, what, what God is doing. And it's beautiful. It is so beautiful when things like that take place. Now, number eight, we see this in verse 27. Number eight, we see this in verse 27. God wants us to, to know our role and responsibility as members. We're individual members, but God wants us to know what's our part. And we see this in verse 27. Now, you are, you are the, the body of Christ and members individually. So that should be like an exclamation point right there. You are part of the body of Christ. 
and you are you are part of the membership, if you will. And so our role is to to recognize responsibility that we have in the the worldwide body of Christ. And every member, every individual member, has a function, has a function. And in one of the the main functions that we have as an individual body of Christ is to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We know that according to the book of Ephesians, book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, powerful portion of scripture. It, it kind of like summarizes this whole message today. Um, Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 6, Paul writes, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. You see, when you're a prisoner of the Lord and the Lord has your heart and your mind, you, you do what God wants you to do. So we're a prisoner of the Lord. I beseech you, the word beseech means beg or plead. So Paul's saying, I plead with you to walk worthy of the calling that you were called. So how does a Christian walk worthy? With lowliness and gentleness. Notice it doesn't say with arrogance. With long-suffering, bearing one another with one another and what? And love. Endeavoring, here it is, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Notice there is one body and one Spirit, one Holy Spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So as Christ is in us, he is the glue that brings us together. He is the glue that brings us together. Sometimes in families, they have like a, a grandpa, and he's like the, 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 the godfather that you will. He keeps everybody in line, right? Our father does that. Or sometimes even a mother does that. Well, our heavenly father does that for us. He just keeps us all in line. He places us, uh, his, his spirit in, in, in our heart transforms us. We are his prisoner by the grace of God. And say, I belong to you, Lord. And the Lord says, yeah, you belong to me. And my son, my daughter, I want you to get along with your other brothers and sisters, by the way, too. And the body of Christ is to be interdependent, interdependent, and not independent of one another. We're to be interdependent and not independent of one another. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight, and may they be precious in our sight. We're almost done. Number nine, in verses 28 through 30. Number nine, in verses 28 through 30, Paul says, And God has appointed these in the church. There's apostles. Second, there's prophets. Third, there's teachers. After that, there's miracles and gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracle? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And the answer is no. There is a variety there. Great damage has been done in the body of Christ by promoting one gift higher than the other or one church higher than the other. Every gift, every individual gift in the body of Christ, your individual gift and the gifts of other um, church members and, and churches, they're important to God. And as they're important to God, may they be important to us. And know that your gifts are important. You are important. You are unique. You are vital. If you're seen or not seen, continue to serve the Lord. And one day when you go home to be with the Lord, he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And it's going to be joy because we're going to be in the Lord. And it should be joy here on earth. Why? Because we are in the Lord right now, or we should be. And we're going to conclude with verse 31. This is number 10. Remember that love matters. 
Remember that love matters. Verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So as it is important to desire the best gifts, so you can be all that you can be in the Lord for his body, for, for his church. Desire the best gifts. Pray, Lord, I, I want the gifts that, that you have for me. But know also there is a more excellent gift, more essential gift. And we should really want that and know that that more excellent gift is a gift of love, is a gift of love. Now, in the next few weeks, we're going to take apart verse uh, chapter 13. The whole chapter is about love. The whole chapter is about love. And so if you want to be a person that um, learns how to love others, chapter 13 is a chapter to study. If you want to be a person that you will want to learn how to love your spouse or love of family members or love that, um, um, that uh, to love a person that's very difficult, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is your chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if, if there was like only one chapter that we could have in the entire Bible, it would be 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 causes us to learn how to get along with one another, and that's love, and that is love. Let's pray.